everybody, Todd from the Talking Pictures Podcast. Short podcast today. Uh, I wanted to tell a little story about one of those people you meet on assignment that sticks with you. Her name is Betty Sample. She was born October 25th, 1917. That's the same year President Woodrow Wilson declared war on Germany. She's from Rock Island. She got married in 1936, the same year Edward VIII abdicated the British throne to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. I first met Betty five years ago. She came to the newspaper's photo studio to have her photo taken for a social announcement. She was turning 95. She told me when she arrived that no one had ever taken a good photo of her in her life, and she hoped that I was up to the challenge. That's a pretty heavy burden. The photo session went well, and of course, as you all know, listening to this podcast, that the advantage of digital photography is that you just keep shooting and shooting and shooting with something like this until you get that, that photo, that elusive best photo of Betty Sample ever. After the photo was published, she sent me a thank you note. Not an email, not a text, but the kind of thank you note you'd expect a 95-year-old lady to send. I think I have it in a drawer someplace, but I'm pretty sure it has flowers on it. Last Friday, Betty called me to formally request that I shoot the photo for her 100th birthday. She was very insistent in that grandmotherly sort of way, and I couldn't say no. Why would I? I even volunteered to break protocol and come to her condo to take the photo. She said, nope, I got a ride, so I'm coming down. Is 10 a.m. okay? Of course, Betty, I'll be here whenever you want me to be here. In the five years between photo sessions, I would think about Betty from time to time. You know, everybody's had those photo shoots where someone says they've never had someone take a good picture of her. And so when people would say that to me in, those, in that five years, I would kind of flash back to Betty and then thanking me for getting that, that good photo of her. She arrived on schedule with the aid of a caretaker. She dressed like she was going to church. She was wearing a pretty aqua blue patterned dress, a long string of pearls, and of course, comfortable shoes. She wasn't even in the building yet. And as I stood there holding the door open, she announced, it's the stupidest idea ever to build a sloping sidewalk in front of this building. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I smiled. I assured her that it was of course the city's fault. And then I went right back to making sure that she and her metallic pink walker were gonna get safely through the door. She and her caretaker, James, I think his name was, playfully bickered as they shuffled towards the elevator I was holding open. He doesn't think I can do anything. I have to keep an eye on her, he said laughingly, you know. I pressed three, the elevator door shut, and James asked, Betty, do you know where you're going? Of course I do, he's gonna take my picture. Oh, he said, now I get it. That's why you met us at the front door. I nodded. I had the studio all set up for her. No stool. She's a hundred. You don't want anybody falling off a stool and breaking a hip. So I had a black metal chair waiting for her to ease down into. Wait, I didn't check my hair to see if it got windblown, she said. I volunteered a small blue hand mirror that we keep in the studio. It only took me a few minutes to find it, but while I was searching, she said with a touch of false modesty, 
that it really didn't matter. With the mirror finally in hand, she announced that her hair still looked good. The lights in place, the subject was ready, time to take some pictures. Now the number of muscles that it takes to smile is debated. Some say it's 26. No matter how many it takes, when Betty muscled up too big to smile, her left eye closed too much. It kind of closed into this watery squint. It took about 35 frames to nail down the customary vertical headshot we needed for the newspaper. Do you have time for me to try something different? I asked her. Oh, sure. So I wheeled a small posing table over in front of her so she could rest her elbows on it and I could incorporate her hands into the portrait. Betty wrote in her bio that she likes bridge, reading, and gambling. I think she should have added that she likes getting her photo taken. It isn't too often that a patient hundred-year-old lady full of spit and vinegar comes into the studio. I'd been thinking about this for a few days and I really wanted to make a compelling portrait of her. You take a lot of photos, but then again, you always do. She said like we were old friends. Her smile is as elusive as a firefly. Looking through the viewfinder, I would see it, and before I could fire the shutter, it was gone again. After 60 plus frames of trying to make a compelling portrait of her, I stopped torturing her. When I gave her a hug with my left arm, I was really careful to be gentle, because you could feel her body's fragility through her fleece jacket. Thank you for being so patient, I said. As she headed to the door, I told her I expect her to be back here for her 105th birthday picture. I don't want to make it to 105, she retorted. I want to live as long as I can live on my own. I don't want to go to a nursing home. I told her I understood because my mother was the same way. I helped her to the elevator, and as the doors closed, I realized that this might be the last time I ever see Betty. I think in the end I made one frame which captured her unwavering independent spirit. It is the one frame where she stopped trying to give me that smile you're supposed to give the photographer when they take your picture. That perfunctory smile, that obligatory smile. At first I thought it made her look mean but the more I look at it, the more I think she looks regal and dignified. Her hands placed gently under her chin. The wedding ring from her late husband, William, front and center. Her eyes are bright and determined. It's a portrait befitting a wonderful woman who trusted me, and only me, to take her photo for her 100th birthday. Happy birthday, Betty, my old friend. The Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Achenbach, and Gary Crambeck, with a special thanks to Laura Frames, Randy Fisk, and Laura Anderson-Shaw. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com.
To see some of the photos and videos discussed on our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog at talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures Podcast on iTunes or Podbean.